I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the 10th episode of the AI Movie Night. I'm your host, Joe Simpson, and tonight I'm again joined by Andy Wales and Gags Tandon to do part two of the Star Wars trilogy. I'm going to get straight into it, and I'm going to start where we finish by looking at the Force. Uh, obviously, one of the things that make the trilogy so special is the concept of the Force. What do you think of this as a, as a concept and, you know, how much did you enjoy it really? Start with you, please, Gags. My God, the Force is everything. The Force is the movie. Without the Force, there's no Star Wars. This is everything about the film. Like I talked about earlier, the fantasy, mm-hmm. the fantasizing is you want to have the Force. You pretend you've got the Force you see these adverts of kids pretend like there's a Volkswagen advert that Nina shared on Facebook. Then there's other adverts where people, <laughs> where, where, where there's fathers with their kids. I think Enzo commented me with one where, you know, he's got an automatic one where the ignition switches on from his button, from his remote. And uh-huh. the kid's standing there with a Darth Vader hat on, and, you know, with a mask on and trying to start the car. And when he starts it, he gets scared. But he thinks he's got the force. But those things, it's just, you're, you, 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 you imagine yourself as if, you know, I'm I'm forceful. I've got power. As a kid, you talk about comic book heroes. You talk about Superman. All this. This is not different. It's not different yeah. at all. These yeah. guys are even better than that. They can jump, fly, and and they can mind read or not mind read. Oh. They could they could take your mind. You know, they can make you change your mind. Yeah. And then they could you know the force grip and everything. I mean, the dark side's even better for me. That's why I love <laughs> the dark side. It's just even more evil and stronger, or feels it. But um, ruthless. But but the, the, it's a mythology, um, Joe. It's yeah. like it makes it special. It makes it feel like um, there's a there's a religion in in the movie and the kind of research that they went into to make this the force. You won't believe. It took weeks and months to of research into different religions, and he, to make it 
for George because this is the the thing that people don't realize. I keep saying that it's not a simple movie. It's not the, the it's a lot of thought went into this and oh, everything of it is brilliant and like I said, uh, you were talking about um um characters earlier. We even didn't even mention like Obi Wan and Quigon. Oh. They're like priests, mentors, fathers you know, brothers, they are, because, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're celibate, aren't they? They're, they're like priests as well. They're, there's yeah. so many little different things in this, in each character, that it's just unbelievable. Master and apprentice, there's so much, mate. And it's yeah. all based around the force. Everything it, is. No, you're right. Uh, I suppose it, it, it elevates everything in the film, doesn't it? It gives it this, this myst- mystique and this mm. mystical sort of heart and, and and I just like it, even without thinking of the, you know, in the film, all the special things you mentioned it can do, like, you know, it can move things, it can Jedi mind tricks and things like that. I even just love the, the idea of it, just the way Yoda says it binds everything together. And, oh, you know, exactly. it, it, it just, it's just a beautiful concept. It's around it? you, you can feel yeah. it, you know, it's just the way they explain it, it's like, well, that, that, that's the other thing as well as great a concept as it is it was a masterstroke getting someone like Halleck Guinness and other we had his problems with the script and whatnot I don't think it was his bag was it but getting somebody like him with his gravitas he called it he a bag of, he it. called it a load you of believe rubbish. it don't you he when, called when it a load of rubbish he, you know he did, he did, and Harrison Ford famously was quoted as saying that, you know, you can type this shit, George, but you can't say it, but the, the, he's, he's sort of been misquoted on that, he, he said mm. since then. What he actually said was, he did say that, he said, but the quote people are referencing, they cut off bit, and he, he tells that bit and said, you know, you, you can't say this shit. But the next bit is, that's the year he was nominated for Best Original Screenplay, so what do I know? You know what I mean? So it's a brilliant script. You know, it's not not Chinatown. It's a different type of film, but it is a brilliant script. You know, we were talking earlier on, and I'm going a bit off the force here, but I think it's 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 good to say this. We were talking earlier on about one of Andy's scenes, you know, the, the sort of futuristic chess scene. And that scene had four people in. And two of them can't speak. And yet, you know, well, I say people, four characters, two of them can't speak. We can't understand them. And yet, you know exactly what everybody in that scene mm. is saying and thinking just from the way it's so clever, the script and also obviously all the special effects and the little beeps and moves on R2D2. And you know exactly what's, what it means. And I just think that that shows it's actually a great script. It's, it, you know, for for this type of film, it's 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 nigh on perfect for me anyway. You know, there's the odd bum line, but uh, every film has the odd bum line. But it's just brilliant. But back to the force, yeah, it it, it gives the film its heart for me. What about you, Andy? What do you think of it as a concept? I think actually, strangely enough, I think once you actually watch the prequel, it kind of makes the whole force thing even more significant. You know, as to just why. You know that the original trilogy is happening, and mm-hmm. and and what the the whole original motive behind what they're doing is, because the original once you go back and watch the prequel, the motive is is to eradicate the Jedi, isn't it? To take over, but eradicate the Jedi so that they can take over because they are the guardians. So, and it's and it's taking their power and turning it and using it for you know for their evil. So the whole 
sort of the concept of the whole six movies, if, if you like, right? You know, it's not just this this thing about that, and then the prequel is just telling the story that kind of fills in the bits. It is such. It is the thing that covers all of them, and it's it is so. It's like it's like religion, Andy, because people do ha- in the film are non-believers, like Harrison Ford oh, and Solo is a mm. non-believer. He does not believe it. And if you've seen the adverts of the new movie, is there's one bit where he actually says it's true, all of it's true, you know, because he's now a believer. Do you get what I mean? But that, yeah. that, that, that's yeah. in the advert of the movie. I've, I've, I've already watched it. You can see I'm so excited about how <laughs> I've already seen <laughs> it. And I, I, I'm not going to do a spoiler at the end, but before we finish, I will say a few words recommending it. Just recommending it, not spoilers. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, but, but like I said, it, it's it's that non-believer aspect. There's always an atheist in all of us. I'm an well, atheist. That, yeah. yeah. That, but the, the first thing is... Easy, yeah, the force thing is absolutely pivotal, isn't it? It's pivotal to the to the original trilogy, and I and I do think that once you add in the original prequel, it kind of makes it even more pivotal. You know, it, it just that that it becomes, although it is essentially the you know it, it is Anakin Skywalker's story from start to finish over six episodes. The force is the whole binding thing, not just through the movie and the story, but the whole thing that actually binds the story of what it's about, isn't it? That you start yeah. off good, you're tempted by the bad, but then you you know it, it's essentially it's the good, you know, yeah. and it's and it's the message, isn't it? The whole message is there is is that that you know that the 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 bad side of it is what tempts you because it's easy and it's all about you know jealousy and rage and anger and you can become more powerful and greed and it's. <sighs> It, it's it's just isn't it? it it's kind of deep it's deep man. it's yeah it's yeah. it's just kind of it's almost like re-emphasizing the you know your basic core values in life isn't it yeah. and and it's and it's playing them out on the screen in front of you and not till you watch all the way you go like oh, well yeah actually yeah you know you can you now you can see the virtue of it because although you're tempted and you're like yeah but this is really cool you know yeah but this is, you know, you think it's cool. It's only been cool to draw you into being able to do this, but this is essentially what it's all about. And that's the thing. And it's why Yoda is, is such a pivotal character as well, all the way through, you and, know, and, and his wisdom, the whole, yeah, that, that whole thing of, of, and it is, it's the other thing as well, isn't it? Is the, what the part of it that, you know, from adults can see it and understand probably like the religious references to it and whatnot, mm. or the connotations, but from a child's perspective, it's magic. It is. That's magic. what it is. Yeah. You know, he, he, yeah, he's moving Good point. rocks. Good point. He's lifting a spaceship up. He's doing this. You know, he gets yeah. his lightsaber from out of the snow just by, you know, wiggling his fingers. It's magic. Yeah. It, you know, it's magic. And, and, and you can, and only certain people have it. And it's like, wow, I want that magic. And like you say, you know, you, you even Daffy, you know, walking up to a door, you know, clicking your, you know, waving your hands and clicking your fingers, <laughs> you know, the sense of just as the sense of hits, you know, like, yeah. I've it's, got the force. It's yeah. like it's like Rafa, you know, when they do that Rafa bit in on Sky oh, Sports. Yeah. Rafa's got the force. <laughs> but look, what's the name of the seventh episode that tells you everything? The Force Awakens, as exactly. you say. It's, a, it's 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 everything. The force yeah. is everything and it's got to be everything because that's what makes every the, the main characters or the story behind the jedis and the sith everything that that is what the story is about true true one thing i've got to say because otherwise i'll regret it i've got Go to on. say would you mention in the prequels Andy? i know this isn't what you were saying but i suppose it's relevant here 
I do think the prequels, I'm not a massive fan of our parts of life, but I do think the prequels, I think the the worst bit about them for me was the whole midichlorian thing. I think that reduced the force and removed so much of it. It's mystique and you can just use a, you know, use a gadget and it'll tell you exactly how much midichlorians and force power someone's got. I, I think that, that, that was a bad idea to me, and I wish they'd have never used it. I much preferred how it was in in the original trilogy without that midichlorian bit of you know sort of science behind. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, just a, that's a small thing to add in, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think but, that I think that takes some of the mystique away for me. But yeah, I know that wasn't your point. Yeah, yeah, I was sort of say for me, it just kind of emphasises, doesn't it, as to their existence was you know is actually the motive behind why we actually started off at episode four in the first place mm-hmm. but and we'll get to the whole yeah scheduling thing later anyway <laughs> true true i know that i know you're both eager to discuss that it's uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's fascinating joseph cousins if he's listening i'll be eagerly awaiting that so uh, look forward to chatting about it i'm now gonna um look at Obviously, throughout the film, there's so many interesting and dynamic relationships. And any of those stand out for you, Gags? There's obviously there's loads, man. I mean, yeah. um, Luke and Han Solo is the one that comes up first because they they, they one upsmanship when they get together. It's always I'm I'm going to get the girl, or you know, that's why it comes off as I think it's more from Han. It is always more from Han Solo. Do you get what I mean? But yeah. they, but they do depict a little bit from Luke as well. But then. They are always at each other, like, "Oh, I shot this, or I shot that." Do you get what I mean? Yeah, there's always yeah. something. I, I think, I think, in the early part of the st- like early like New Hope is a lot of about Luke trying to impress Han Solo as well, though. Yes, he is. He wants to be and, his... and, and challenge him. You know, he, he he's he's quite con- you know he, he's quite critical of Han's ship and how much he's charging. And <laughs> yeah. you know, I could do this. I could fly there with his hands. Sort of established. He's been there and done it, hasn't he? And like, the, there's that sort of there's constant challenging. You know, why is that flashing? You know, and I, I think uh, you know Han actually smacks him on the hand, doesn't he? Yeah, when he, he does, does that, you know what yeah. I mean. So it's like big it, brother, he, big brother as well. Yeah, yeah but even that dismissive. Kid calls him kid, doesn't he? Always kid. kid. Yeah. The other and line that, that always comes back to me as well is it's not like crop uh, dust and crops farm boy <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, you know, making a jump to high hyperspace isn't like dust and crops. I love that. What a what what a smackdown to someone who's getting in your face. You know, it's brilliant. It was fantastic. There's others. There's obviously um, Obi Wan and Luke being oh, yeah. um, being the master type of a teacher. Uh, he's like I said, he's like a priest as well. Then there's mm-hmm. um, he's also um, a mentor, and and he's kind of looking at him like a father yeah. because he's never he's always looking for his dad, his uncle. He called him. He calls him uncle, doesn't he? he doesn't look at him as a dad. And um, his uncle's not not very warm, is he? Oh God, he's really. I need you for another year. You know, yeah. don't worry about going to school, whatever. Yeah. And he's just like, no, I want to do this. And do you notice when his uncle and aunt die, he doesn't really show much remorse afterwards. <laughs> like no, he forgets no. about it really quickly. Oh yeah, Obi Wan, let's go. You know. <laughs> yeah, that, to be honest, that is one of the things when you watch it, you do think, but huh? it, it 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 wouldn't do much of the film really to see him. Uh, Moping about the press. True, true. <laughs> you know, but then after, Anakin, but you're right. when, it, when it happens to Anakin, he goes mental. Yeah, true. <laughs> There's a difference true. in the father and son, but uh, what what it is is that that relationship comes across. Then there's mm-hmm. also um, 
obviously Han and Leia, uh, him battling to try and impress her all the time, calling her your worship, your highness, all the bloody oh, time. Yeah. And then um, you've got Luke and, and Darth Vader. I mean, come on. That's, yeah. And then obviously Darth Vader and the Emperor as well. There's uh, the Sith Lord. So there's all these uh, relationships that come across in every day as well. You can relate to a lot of them. There's there's always a father and son or having a battle or you know arguing or, or not seeing eye to eye. There's always um you know someone trying to impress a girl there's he's brought across real real types of situations into the movie that people can relate to it's really important i thought it was a really important part of it yeah well sorry mate go on i was just gonna say you you can't you know talk about relationships without talking Leia and uh, and Luke. <laughs> and, I wasn't going to go into that uncomfortable question. Gonna... The they kissed. True. They kissed. No, him. no. Leia kissed. Well, she him. she kissed him. She kissed him in Empire Strikes Back. And then in Return of the Jedi, you know, it's you know we're brother and sister. And and then she sort. Of, but then she goes. Somehow I've always known, and that's like. Ooh, yes, I, I, I don't think, right, this is my understanding or from my, my research, and I've researched this for ages, but I don't think they knew, I don't think George knew the story. Like People saying the story was written, I think there's a change because I, did. I, I also think that they, they actually didn't, they weren't going to make him his dad at first, uh, as in Darth Vader, that it's all done at the last he's actually fallen into a brilliant script like that's that's what's happened now how i have proof about the loot layer thing is that you know they did comic books as well while they were waiting for the movies to come out mm-hmm. especially return of the jedi they were waiting for that there's comic books online there's pictures of the comics from the 80s where luke and leia are constantly just snugging in the comics like oh, full-on snugging before return of the jedi is out Apparently, his sister was supposed to be someone else in a different galaxy on the other side of the, whatever, you know, universe or whatever it is. And they were going to bring her in, in the Jedi. But they thought this would have more of an impact. Mm-hmm. And they've made it that they were drawn to each other because they were brother and sister. But Luke does not look like that. He looks like a jealous guy <laughs> looking at a girl. In the, in the, in the first two, there yeah. is something drawn to her. And they are kind of competing for her attention. Well, they actually have that bit of dialogue, don't they, where, where he says something like, Han says, you know, do you think a, a girl like that and a guy like me? And Luke goes, no. You know, you can tell he he, do, he doesn't want any sort of, yeah, he doesn't want the competition. He was made up when he fought, Han was no competition for her. So, yeah, no, there's and definitely... I know, I know people have said there was one, two, three written and four, five, six. I, I don't know the full thingy behind that, but... What I do know is that what I well what I kind of have convinced myself whether it's true or not I'm not saying I'm hundred percent right this is obviously the internet anything can be written on it <laughs> with a, and because what they did say is George I tried to look for George Lucas quotes he's never commented on it can you believe it never he has remained plausibility you know he's, he's actually yeah. just said I am not commenting on Luke and Leia that is that so he can always say he can always say that it was planned do you get me. I do know uh, Mark Hamill actually challenged them on on some of the stuff. I don't know whether it was, I can't remember now whether it was Darth Vader being his father or Leia being his sister. He said, come on, George, I know you were... you made that up on the plane coming across, and he was adamant, George Lucas was, said Mark Hamill, that, that he'd had it all laid out. But, you know, I think you probably would say that, wouldn't you, anyway? I think he had 
uh, you know, the majority of it laid out, but I'm not entirely sure on any of it. But I don't blame them for not commenting because it's good that it leaves that, you know, it leaves you for to, to make your own answers up and to have your own theories, you know, and what, judging on what's actually there as well. What you just said is Mark didn't know, didn't know that he was going to say, I'm your father. Because they wanted to get the real, because his his was reaction was to be no, but they wanted to get a real shock. And oh, I see. Actually, oh, they. I, I read. I watched something the other day. Actually, no, he actually he did, no. he did say, "I'm, you know, I killed your father." And yeah, he said, I think no. originally it was meant to be uh, Obi Wan killed your father, wasn't it? That's something it. Like that. Something like that. But yeah. they voiced it over. Yeah, that was yeah. It. And he was only told, I think Darth Vader, basically they weren't told the dialogues until the day it was that tight. Yeah. They weren't told the dialogues of that scene till the day. So even Obi-Wan killing him wasn't supposed to be known. Well, they, they changed David, at the end. David well, Prowse didn't know it until he actually attended the, uh, the you know, the guy who playing him in the suit didn't know it until yeah, he of course. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, because <laughs> he used to, he would, they had David Prowse actually saying the lines, didn't they, in the first one? Yeah. Even though yeah. they were going to dub over it afterwards. He said yeah. all the lines throughout he all said, three. He said all yeah. the lines, and that, obviously that's just for continuity, isn't it? Mm, so yeah. you wonder then, in that scene, have they just deliberately said, you know, <laughs> you, yeah, you don't say they... anything, don't say anything, uh, we'll do all, you know, it's going to be added in afterwards. So I think they gave him a false line. I think they may have gave him that Obi-Wan line. Yeah, that they definitely, makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I think they gave him a false line, but obviously... Mark Hamill at that stage did know and was reacting to the actual line, but it's so even now it's like Gags mentioned earlier on it, it the fact that even the background to making these films is so so rich and interesting as well, not just the films you know you know how the script was done, how the special effects you know all the backstory you know is so interesting too what what about yourself Andy? um any relationships stand out for you or was that the one that is particularly uh, you know, interests you that sort of Luke, Luke Leia thing. Oh yeah, I'm really, I'm really into brothers and sisters. Kids, yeah. I, I, I weren't implying that. I realise now. I'm hey. glad that though. Apologies. I used to watch Brookside, you know. Um, I, I mean, I liked the relationship of um, of Han and Chewie. I always liked that one. Oh, it's brilliant. They're double act. I, I just love that. That was the thing with Chewie as well, is that everyone could understand him, but us. Yeah. You know? True. <laughs> it was that, that double act then, again, of um, C-3PO and R2-D2. That relationship between them two, again, that's another one, isn't it? That love-hate kind of thing. You know, they're like an old married couple. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> where C-3PO is the wife, obviously. And, you know, because... It just, it, you know, the way they get split apart and then, you know, C-3PO's angry with him and, you know, will go off in a huff, but then be worried about, you know, R2-D2. And I, I love that that thing all the way through. That again, yeah. it, that's what it is, isn't it? There's there's so many double acts, but they're not yeah. just the double acts on their own. Is You know, the, like like you say, you, you've got the, the Han Solo Chewbacca double act, but then you've got... Then you've got Han Solo and Luke, and you've also got Han Solo and Leia, and you've yeah. got Leia and Luke, and and that's you know the the way what, the characters the dro- cross the dro- over with each other and they the droids in- too. Oh yeah, yeah. it just there, there's I, so many. There really is so many. You're right. But you're right. I mean, but just one little thing that's jumped into my mind as well is like 
you know, we were talking about like backstories and that. When would you ever normally have a movie, the first movie you release, and you don't even know if you're going to have any more to follow it because you don't know how it's going to do, but would you say is episode four? Even well, that, you know, when you're first watching, you go, episode four, where's the others? That They didn't do that at first, though, you know. It was originally just Star Wars. Yeah. And then I think when he obviously it made so much money and he realised he'd then be able to make others, they then changed that to episode uh, four. Just, oh, I'll just think, obviously, yeah. the first time I've ever seen it as a kid. Yeah. It, Don't get me wrong. Was, it, yeah, may well was, have been, it may well have been in his yeah. head all the time as episode four, but it was originally just Star Wars, I think. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. <laughs> I just yeah. remember, thinking, remember seeing it as a kid thinking, what about the other three? Where's the others? What, yeah. what we want to, where's the others before? And like, no, there isn't. This is the first one. Yeah, but it's number four. Where, you know, even something like that as a kid, you're like, yeah, but it's just something. You don't understand it. Like, where's one, two, and three? Yeah, <laughs> well, that's it. It just defies logic. And you're like, even that just catches you. It, and it almost draws you to it more. So it's, yeah, yeah but in terms of relationships, there's just so many. I like well, you say that you touched on one. That that's probably doesn't get as much attention as maybe it should. Is is the Emperor and um, Darth Vader, and just yeah. that kind of how much of a powerful, all powerful badass that he comes across as Darth Vader. You know, and he'll kill and all the rest of it. The the second the Emperor turns up, he's on his knees, my master. Yeah, you're, but, you're right. It, you know, and it just. I mean, I love that as a scene as well. Is when the Emperor lands. Mm-hmm. At the Death Star in Return of the Jedi early on, that whole just the cinematography of that, the presentation, you know, with the the glass floor, it oh, just it looks, looks amazing, fantastic. It? And it's even then, you know, that relationship in front of all of them people, you know, all of these minions that you know the Emperor turns to him, you know, and and it's like boom, you you know, and and that's the the even they have that closeness, so it's. That that's what a big thing of the the whole the whole trilogy as well, isn't it? Is then relationships between the characters oh, and, and the way that they intertwine. It's it's brilliant. Well, and I suppose uh, the interesting you you mentioned earlier on, Andy, about like obviously there's all those sort of duos, but they're all they're all part, you know, particularly on the good side anyway. They all intermingle and spar off each other, and I think. That's another way in which, obviously, there's many, many ways in which this is different from the prequels. But those people on that Millennium Vulcan, that group of characters, they just seem like brilliant fun to be around. They're always, you know, there's always this back and forward, witty comments and you know yeah. interplay between. Well, them there's even, I mean, there's even to be around, like, aren't they? Yeah, it's even that Luke with R two D two, and then and then even as it goes on, you've got that kind of thing there with with Chewbacca and C-3PO you know he oh, called yeah. you know he, he he's this and he's a, he's that and all the rest of it but it's but it's Chewbacca that puts him back together in you know when he's blown to bits yeah, but it, uh, it, on Cloud it, City you know it, it's you know you mentioned the um that how fun it was well yeah. they were they were kids weren't they really Leia and Luke were just yeah like true. kids and and uh, Harrison Ford is is a good laugh, isn't he? Anyway, <laughs> so what used to happen was on and obviously going and going watch back loads of like documentaries and stuff in the past is that George Lucas is a very very serious guy, <laughs> very serious guy, 
and they would try and wind him up silly. Like <laughs> he would make them retake stuff and then they would like say, is that all right now? Is it, it would really be like chirpy and stuff in his face? And the, he would just get wound up, you know, because he just wants to get this project done. Do you know what I mean? It's delayed. But they were always having a laugh and joke. And apparently a lot of the set used to say that having Luke and Leia around, like the, obviously the actors themselves and Mark and whatever, they, they were just so much fun. And they were, because they were young, they would just be doing silly things all the time. And people, when it was hard work and they were stressed, they would lighten it up for them. Oh, they brilliant. Just, just so, yeah, it's, it's like a lot of fun. So they look forward to getting together every three years or whatever it was. <laughs> I, di- I didn't know all that. It's great to hear that. You know, I, I suppose you, you can never tell, but I certainly feel like some of that fun came through in the performances you know oh, what definitely. i mean 100%. you know and, and and the chemistry between them all you know it's just fantastic i've got and a fun I'll... fact i've got a fun fact for you before you want to oh, go yeah. another one i know you like you like these but yeah, um love them. We, we talked about alec guinness didn't we earlier oh yeah and um he he called it fairy tale rubbish but despite that he negotiated a deal to earn two percent of the gross box office wow. receipts of every film he appeared oh, in word. and he earned over 95 million dollars because of it <sighs> Uh, so, that's... so that was a pretty cool, cool, um, um, uh, a little fact. And then the other fact was that I think this was quite widely known that Harrison Ford begged, begged not to be back on Return of the Jedi. Begged, he was like, "Just leave me dead. It's good." And plus, he just kicked off Indiana Jones trilogy in between that, and that was also with Lucasfilm. I think they were producing it, weren't they? They weren't the director and stuff, but yeah, I think Steven it was, Spielberg. It, but there was under it was Lucas's story, though. I yeah, yeah, Lucas's yeah. It was story and Spielberg. But he was like, yeah. "I beg you, you need to kill someone off just to make it good." You know, you, these films are too happy to look at this to kill someone off, to leave me dead. And he was like, adamant, no. And he paid him shitloads of money to come back and do it. But he was so adamant to want to get killed off. It was quite a crazy, um, quite a crazy little story with that. But yeah, sorry, oh, before yeah. we move on. No, no, I, lo- I love it and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it, it fascinates me. You know, it, it's crazy to think that someone would, would not want to come back for another Star Wars film. But obviously, as you say, he was doing Indiana Jones and obviously... I think he was obviously as hard as it is that he didn't want to get typecast as much as possible, but thankfully he did return, you know, you know, I know some people have been slightly critical of him in the third one, but it still adds to them. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Magic having uh, Han Solo in the film, no doubt. Mm. Now going to look at the, the music. Uh, I think the music obviously is another thing that's so iconic. You know, if I, if I hear a bit of that music, I mean, even some of the lesser known bits like... Um, the bit from the Sarlacc pit where it's like building the tension that was used on one of the trailers for The Force Awakens and as soon as I heard that I was instantly returned to that world and you know it just and so many of them just you know hairs on the back of your neck stand up from so many of them um, are you guys fans of the music and are there any particular bits of the score that, that resonate with you start with you please on this one Andy I love the music it's just it's it's so it's as iconic as the movie. It's a it's a part of the movie really. It's the music is so good. John Williams is obviously from this is, is just you know he is he's a lister. He's a genius, uh, isn't he? Yeah, oh, it's just it, it sets the mood and it's and it, again it's timeless. Like the whole the, like the movie and the story, it's timeless. The music is timeless as well, I think. Mm-hmm. And and there's, I mean, the opening score obviously is just oh, that that itself just grabs you like, wow, it's this. True. <laughs> and you, you know when the first ep- you know when the first trailer came out of Star The Force Awakens, and they they started with the really slow, you know, that I had goosebumps. I actually oh, yeah. had goosebumps yeah. because that music is my childhood. That is yeah. that is the the a Jedi when a Jedi is around. That is the music that comes as slow that something's going to happen, and that that just gets me going. I don't know what actually the, even the goosebumps, but I feel I feel the force. That's well, what it, I fucking feel. Yeah, it, it oh. kind of it takes it takes you back. It's it's like the you know the double sunset. That oh, you, you yeah. know that you know that kind of mm. that it, it's just a more mellow and but I mean probably. In terms of favourite, I know it's just going to be a bit boring, like. But no, not as well. Mine is mine's got to be the Imperial March. That oh, it just when Darth Vader it, turns up. Just yeah. Anything. It's they're they're just setting the scene in in your mind. The scene is already it's it's just setting it all. It, all these little things, and it's like attention to detail. And and as much as like we've discussed with the, you know the dialogue and the characters and the special effects and everything else that and the editing and everything that's gone into it, the music is another detail that that seems to just sit so right and ah it's it, magnificent. It is it really is fantastic stuff. It's iconic. And it, yeah, it is iconic and. 
I say that that Imperial one for me is just as soon as they show up, you're like, oh yes, it just there's I don't think there's many movies that can can ever kind of replicate or or touch anything in that way. But I think one what really speaks volumes for for John Williams is you know any you what you can watch him any other movie that he's done a music for and you know it's him. Yeah. You know it you know that's it. Oh, John Williams. Which of the ones has he done? Yeah. Did, 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 uh, did he do Rocky? No, he did no. the E.T. Raiders. E.T. Yeah, Superman, Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, did, he did Born on the Fourth of July. You know, so, just it's Schindler's List. He's basically he's got five Oscars. Yeah, and he's had forty nine <laughs> nominations. I disagree, I disagree, Andy. That there's films that you don't get, like Rocky, for example. Uh, is, no, is, I'm not uh, saying this. Like, I mean, no, the music, I, no, I mean, you still get I, it. I just went. No, I mean, and if, if there's a well. movie, no, I mean, if there's a movie, John Williams, though. Exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, is, yeah, what I'm saying, saying is, there is there is other movies that have music. Yeah, there will, is. I'm not bang. saying there isn't. What I'm saying to you is that any movie that John Williams has done the movie, yes, they're brilliant. It's John the mid done the music for you. As soon as it comes, you you know that's John Williams, yeah. and and it's just he. He has that. I mean, how many other people? How many you know conductors out there or whatever that, that could that can boast leave you know leaving such an imprint in in popular culture not like many. like not, he has. No, it's no, it's nobody just else, phenomenal. Nobody else in films. Uh, no one even comes close. And there's some great, great, uh, you know, the likes of Hans Zimmer and uh, James Horner and people. But they're, they're great. But no one comes close to John Williams for me. Um, even, even like you know, a lot of people have peaks and things like that. But even like, you know, thirty years or well, probably twenty, fifteen to twenty years later, in the Phantom Menace, the Jewel of the Fates music is brilliant. You know, you know the the bit where um, obviously where where it's a uh, Qui John and Obi Wan face off with Darth Maul. That that music, da, 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 da. oh, wicked. it's just oh, even that is fantastic and just just such a talented man. And you know, it it, it you know like we were saying earlier on about the great lines. It's hard to to name a, a piece of music from this because there's so many that are so good and, and so iconic in different ways. In the bars, you know, like, din, 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 yeah. din, din, din. <laughs> even that one in the bars, like, yeah. whenever it comes on, you're, you're jigging with it. <laughs> you, you, you're even right. though it's crap, but it, you know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> not it, like the best thing ever, but... But it, it, works. it works. It works for what you're meant to get in exactly. that bar, as you say. It's, it's brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. What about you, Gags? Is there any particular one that stands the, the, like out to you? Like I said earlier, the Jedi, the bit, one that they showed in the advert the Jedi one, oh, yeah. you know, it's slow, but it, it's it's emotional. It feels yeah. like, you know, there's some love in it. It's it's just there's the, I don't know what it does to me. Like I said, it's like the Force or something. It's a bit, a bit sad, but did you get it? Goosebumps. Yeah, a, it is. It's, it's, it's memories. Magic. It's it's childhood. You know, as me being a, a 36 year old man, but you remember so much from your past, yeah. and it yeah. brings back happy times because. Watching Star Wars was fun as a kid. Yeah. And that music is embodied in that. And that means when... Why do you think you're so excited about a new movie coming out? Because it's because of all these things. It reminds you yeah. of good times. And then, yeah. uh, obviously, the opening music, the way it builds. And then it just, you know, it just... It's just brilliant it, 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 that is again iconic it's yeah. when when i i mean i'm just gonna say it quickly when i went and watched it today and that start bit came on 
I was just like, this oh. is a dream. There's a new Star Wars, you know. <laughs> I, I, I can't not wait. I, I think you'll all feel the same way, you know. In, from an emotional point of view, it was like, this is really cool. I love oh. this. And in IMAX 3D, it was even really the music and the the sound effects and everything. Uh, even the shooting, by the way, even the, the shooting oh, yeah. of the bullets and everything. It's all all the sound effects that, that George Lucas did. It was all different. Everything I think that's crazy. I think they created, the Oscars actually created a separate award for, for it. For that, no, I don't think it wasn't John Williams who did that. No, thing. no, I no, forgot it who it was. It was he it. made a company to do it all. Like it was his company. He made a sound company. Lucas made subsidiaries off of Star Wars. Well, the, as you say, the blaster noise, you know, and also the lightsaber noise. They, they're all in, integral parts of, you know, you know, sometimes smaller parts, of course, but of what makes this whole so great. And mm. you know, just, just, just perfection for me he really was clever he was clever because when it came to the second movie right mm-hmm. they weren't they weren't sure about putting up double the money it cost let me give you some stats right it cost mm-hmm. 11 i think it was 11 million dollars for the the first one but the mm-hmm. budget for the second one was 23 million so fox were like Ugh, you know so what he said was i'll put the money in I'll, I'll put the money in you distribute and he, whatever money he made from the first, he decided to put in and budget it. But it was going over budget because uh, if you you all know this, Empire was the best one, you know, for yeah. me. I mean, we're going to talk about this in a minute, but Empire went up a notch from what the first one was like huge. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Andy said it to me on the night out that it's his favorite ever, ever movie. So wow. he spent all that money on that. And he took all the rights away from Fox, but they were this close to binning it at the end because he wasn't meeting his deadlines because of the special effects. And like, basically, again, the things we don't know is all the hardships that Way went through to get these movies out that we don't even know. All we do is go to the movie, watch it, walk out, either pan it or, or praise it, but we don't know what the fuck went into making it. And it was mental, mental times. And, like I said, he, he I think he got uh, he ended up having a divorce, um, George Lucas after after Empire, I think it was after Jedi, one of them, because he was so dedicated he couldn't um he had to hand over the direct directorial reins in the end. But yeah, he, he still he, he still was all hands you know, so involved in everything. But even that shows you, you know, he, he chose a, a virtual un- unknown in uh Irvin Kirshner. You know, I think Is that it was a, Empire. A, yeah, I think it was his his ex lecturer. Obviously he had made some smaller films but Kirshner himself said to him you know didn't want to do it at first kept knocking them back yeah and was like why not one of these hot shots why me mm. and Lucas said and this shows how wise he could be obviously he has made some mistakes in later years I would say but how wise he could be he was like no you're perfect because you know everything a director should know mm. but you don't have that Hollywood element and, yeah. and, and he knew that was exactly what it needed in his and early he, years he yeah, was oh, the it, visionary oh, like you said definitely. like he made mistakes later but he was yeah. sorry sorry finish no you're, you're right he, he was he was a visionary and made so many correct choices and like, you know, even as you say, when the budget was going out of control and there were delays and problems, it, when he, he would always back his man. He would always say, no, keep doing what you're doing, mm. you know, and, and, and I, that takes a real strength, as you say, when it's so much stress is involved. And as you say, he took on loans and things. I can't as well. remember the story. They got fined. 
they he basically moved out of the writers guild and the directors guild he basically because yeah. dis- there's so much politics after uh, empire he 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 basically had the balls to say to the the hollywood i'm going alone fuck you yeah and sure. he got out and basically it was because i can't remember what the story was but the the director got fined 250 grand for something and basically, he had to bail him out. He bailed his director out and said, no, I'm, I'm, I'll pay the fines. And then that's when he really pushed all those companies, you know, all the sound yeah. and, and special effects companies. Yeah. He made them huge. And he made Hollywood rely on him for all those big special effects movies. And it's just some background. It's just such an interesting. No, it is. It is. It's, huge, right. it's really interesting. But sorry to keep no, going. No, 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 not at all. Love, love hearing it. I think part of that was as well. Because he he had all the credits at the end of the film and not at the start. That was that, it. That yeah, was that one. That was, that's a story. Yeah. And and that's obviously you know groundbreaking really for a film so big. But it really adds to it. You know, you have that opening crawl. You're straight into this other world. You're not thinking about who directs it or who does what. Or you're straight into what's going on in this sort of you know space setting. And just, yeah, you're absorbed into to actually live in the movie rather than. Immediately, oh, yeah, so so in this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Ex- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, 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 Gags, I, I'm impressed that you can remember me telling you anything on the night. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, we, the first time, I, well, I, obviously, it's the first time I'm meeting you in person. And after saying who you are and all this and having a laugh and a joke, the first thing we talked about, I was looking forward to the pod. Yeah, we're looking forward to the pod. Oh. Obviously, Joe was sitting on the other side with Nina, uh, Kia, and the and I think Carl. Oh no, Emma. Yeah, was on the other side. So we were in a chat, and you were like. Uh, Empire Strikes Back is my favourite movie ever, Gags. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm watching it again this week because I was just catching up on them. So I loved it. I loved them again. You know, they, well, like that, I said, I didn't get bored. Well, that leads us perfectly on to the next question of what's your favourite film of the original trilogy? Obviously, we know yours, Andy, but if you can tell us a bit more about why why that's your favourite, I'd love to hear. Um, it's, it's hard. It's one of them things. It's hard to put into words, I think. Mm-hmm. There is something just magical and about the whole movie. I think that just the journey of it taking you—it's—it's it's in space. It's on the ice planet, and then you know we're back into Dagobah, and then we're in the in the, the uh, cloud city. It's this—it just covers so much ground, and there's there's the the characters and the story, and and I mean I just if that op- that opening. The sequence, well, sorry, not just the opening sequence, probably the opening sort of 40 minutes or so of, of the movie on Hoth. I mean, I just love all of that sequence. That, that That's probably my favourite out of all, all of the movies. That whole setting, uh, even, even so much as, you know, the droids reporting back and, you know, uh, there's just something really, really special. And, and the way that the... They adapt, you know, all these spaceships for the ice, and oh, yeah. you know they've got snow speeders, and everyone's wearing these clothes, and and just this, these little details in there, you know, things like you know, well, well, I didn't leave the heat run, you, you know, you must have just left the heat run, you know, in a room, you know, it's supposed to be freezing. I only remarked that it was freezing, <laughs> you know, they, these just tiny little fine details that that don't actually matter because you don't go and see you know, the, what they're talking about or anything like that. But it's all kind of just to emphasize the whole setting. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and like, just, it's just 
all magnificent and and like I said before, with the, the attacks coming across the horizon, that whole thing, they just, they just such a wow factor as a kid for the first time seeing them, and especially when you're <laughs> in the in a raucous cinema full of twelve-year-olds, uh, you know, oh, who, who are mad on Star Wars anyway, crawling all over each other, just cheering, and then and then to take you through the whole thing, though, you know, into off to Dagobah, you go and you see Yoda for the first time, and and from my generation, I was a Muppets fan as a kid as well. So you see Yoda and you hear the voice, and and in my mind I'm thinking, well, that's the great Gonzo, <laughs> that that voice, that's Gonzo, you know, and, and it's just even things like that, you know, he, he gets in the best puppeteers, yeah, and and. That again, that scene, and then you're setting up, aren't you? Again, for you know, the thing in the in the space where they're chasing um, the chasing the Millennium Falcon, and he, he they can't get into uh, hyperspeed, and it hides in the cave, and all these little bits and pieces of you know he's going into an asteroid field and to keep the the star destroyers away, and all, all it's just all the little little bits here and there and you're first introduced to the bounty hunters there's boba fett there you know that for me was cool and then there's the other a few of the other ones as well that that catch your eye and then the whole the cloud city sequence you know another lando calrissian another guy he's cool his charisma comes across the screen a lot like han solo and it's that kind of a character isn't it and yeah, it two just rogues. jumps out of the screen at you, and it's yeah, two rogues together, <laughs> and then you've got the fight sequence, and then all that going on. You Boba Fett, and <laughs> and then you've got uh, Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader finally meet and battle, and you've got the obviously the big the big reveal in there. Uh, it, it's just a kind of movie that has so much. It covers so much ground, but I mean, it's it's nearly two hours. Close to two hours long, the original, isn't it? It's something like about an hour and 50 minutes. Yeah. Something along them lines, the original one. Yeah, two, two and a half hours. Uh, and, and as a kid, though, you know, you, you just you can't sit and watch a movie for two hours, but we were absolutely transfixed. You just couldn't. Get, it, it was fantastic. And, I, and it's even now, I watch it back now, and I've watched it countless times, and I can still sit and watch it, and it is just, a great piece of storytelling, of movie making, of everything. It just has so much in it, and it's just, and it still contains the magic and the mystique of the, you know, the original. And it still has that freshness about it. And and even thirty years later, it's or thirty five years later, I should say, it still has that about it. It's just that's it. It's though, such a it? special, special movie, Joe. That's it. The reveal, the twist, is what yeah. makes it. It it does really, really make it because if you're watching it for the first time, and we're going to go and talk about the prequel thing in a minute, Mm -hmm. that is what makes the whole thing in the end because it drives it. After that, obviously, Jedi is is all about that, but it all makes sense kind of thing, doesn't it? You're like... Well, I imagine imagine if if you were watching that in the cinema, I imagine you'd walk out almost in shell-shocked, you know... a bit dramatic, like, but in film terms, from walking out of a film, and I think that links to something Lucas said himself. It, it, it was so groundbreaking. It starts with a big battle. Normally, the battle would be at the end, but it starts with this amazing battle on Hoth, and then at the end, you know, it's got this massive twist, and then 
it ends on a on a pretty low point, really. You know, ha- Han's been taken away. You know, Luke's lost an arm, and you know he's just found out that you know his father, is, evil dad, know, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, who who killed his mentor and and like wants to you know destroy you know and rule rule a galaxy essentially uh, as an evil man, and uh, you know, but it works. And as you say, that 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 twist at the end is just the icing on the cake. It's already. A, a, a great film. That's but why it's the that best just, one. That's oh, why it's the well, best one. Well, that just elevates it again, doesn't it? It just mm. uh, it just takes it even further. Then I mean, what if, a, you, if you go, that's my favorite one as well. Uh, I see. Uh, and but well, they're all good. All the originals were brilliant, but that was the best one. And in Jedi, the reveal of him of, of them being brother and sister is so poorly done. Like because they, he's just talking to the ghost, you know of of. Um, uh, of obi-wan and yeah. it's just mentioned in passing like you know oh it's your sister he goes oh yeah it's no it's, he kind of says there's another one and he goes leia and it's just yeah. like it's not good enough it's not it's, yeah. uh, well, now it isn't at the, at the time you're probably like wow but like you we're going to go into prequels that's probably a good way of segueing into it is the way they did it in the prequels if you watch it in the way i said like there's a there's a such a certain thing that someone introduced to me it's uh martin hansen from the norway pod the, the machete <laughs> order uh, I think that's where you say it, the machete order, which is watching four, five, then two, three, six, and you've been off one because it's a pile of shit. So basically, watching it in that way gives you the story in terms of the wow factor. Now, I tested it out. I have someone in my family who'd never watched it last year. And last year, that was my daughter, 10-year-old. So I sat down with her and I said, shall we watch Star Wars? It's really good. She's like, okay, Dad. So over the next five weeks... Um, we watched one a week, one one every weekend, and um, or maybe two a week and one day, you know, Saturday, Sunday, one each. And we did four, five, two, three, six, and that way she got the reveal of Darth. She got the she got the hand uh, the Han Solo, you know, uh, uh, freezing, and she was like, no. And then it was like, he says, Dad, no. And then we went back, and she was really interested mm-hmm. in seeing how he became Darth Vader. But then the reveal at the end of three is that he's got two kids and she clocked it immediately. It was like, they're brother and sister. Oh my God. And then when you watch Jedi, the reveal seems really, really poor. Do you get what I mean? In comparison to what three years. So, so if you watch it in that order and you're watching it with someone, especially if you're introducing to your kids, people, I'm telling you, it gets it over. It really does. And they love it. She can't wait to go watch it tomorrow. She is desperate to go watch it tomorrow. Oh, that is how much she loves it. She's an 11-year-old. Oh, brilliant. She doesn't feel what we feel from our childhood, but she's now going to feel it if there is more later. She'll yeah. remember them. Do you get what I mean, Joe? I do. I and, totally do. And I that's mean, why watching it in that order for someone new is very important to get the story across because oh, it's it's huge and i know you didn't understand like what, what i was saying at the start but it yeah. really you got to try it with someone who's never watched it yeah no i will do i'll, I'll try it just for myself as well just yeah. to say uh, as i say i'm not a big fan of the, the nobody people, is i'm not but, but i think it gets the story but, across yeah no no fair play uh, uh, so i'll definitely try that i suppose for my favorite would be the first one just because it's that introduction to the world no doubt Empire is the best, but that first one for me is, I think sometimes if you see something first, it just sticks with you, doesn't it? And that would be my favourite. But Return of the Jedi gets a, 
a really bad press. I think it's obviously it's got the Ewoks, which you know I'm not going to try and defend that really, but that is a very underrated film. I think <laughs> Ewoks. It, it, as a kid, oh, I loved them, oh, but as an yeah. adult, I fucking yeah. hate them. Exactly. Sorry, I exactly. Hate them. No, no, you can't, can't, can't defend that. But it's it's got so many brilliant things in for me. It's got the rancor scene, the Sarlacc pit, that speeder chase, you know, Endor as a planet is just brilliant. This forest planet, it's another contrast to the ice planet, the desert, the swamps. It's, it's just another brilliant planet. It's got, you know, Luke becoming, you know, more experienced and more able to use his powers and that confidence rise and just seeing how good he could be with a lightsaber and obviously, you know, taking on and, you know, beating Vader essentially. And then as he realizes how, how, how he could turn to the dark side, you know, even though he knows it may cost him his life, turning away from the emperor, you know, putting down his lightsaber and, and obviously then Vader's ultimate redemption, really. I just think it's got, it, you know, it is the weakest of the three by by some way, no doubt. But it's much better than some people would have you believe for me anyway. So that's my my little defense of Return of the Jedi there. Next question would be, uh, start with you, please, uh, Gags. Uh, what's the geekiest thing related to Star Wars that you've either owned yourself or owned in the past or have heard of maybe from a friend or something like that? I... As a kid, obviously, I only had the toys. So geeky-wise, mm-hmm. I don't know whether that's geeky, that's just being a child. Mm-hmm. But recently, and I'm wearing this tomorrow because it's Christmas jumper day, obviously, at work, <laughs> everywhere. I've recently been handed, given a gift for Christmas, uh, a Star Wars um, Christmas jumper, which Bruce. says, I'm I'm your father, Christmas underneath. And he's got Darth Vader with a, with a Christmas <laughs> hat on. So uh, with his, you know, his helmet with a Christmas hat. So I absolutely love it. I, oh. I was saying no to all Christmas jumpers. I hate Christmas jumpers. They piss me the fuck off. But the wife bought this in. Like, I said, she had two or three on it, actually. And she was showing them me. And I was like, no, no, I hate them. Because we've got a Christmas due to go to, like, a Christmas. On Christmas Day, we were with our family at, at my family's mm-hmm. house. My my cousin's house. And uh, no, no, hate it. And she bought the Star Wars one last. And I actually went giddy. I actually oh. was giddy with, like, excitement. Like, I, w- I really want it. Can I have it now? Can I put it on? And I was like, had to take a picture with it. It was just... Do you get what I mean? That's the oh, definitely thing. love it, love, geekiest, love it. Geekiest thing I've ever done on Star Wars. Some people can be quite snobby about stuff like that, but my attitude is, if someone loves something so much that they want to celebrate it by dressing up or by buying a certain thing or by talking about something all the while, I love that. It's great, you know. What, what gets it, it over is what gets it over is I hate Christmas jumpers, but I'm willing to wear it because it's Star Wars. Yeah, you'll make an exception for that one. Love it, <laughs> love it, mate. What about you, Andy? Have you? got any anything like that in your uh, wardrobe or anything uh, a bit geeky <laughs> uh, not, not quite that no not really no for my uh, my birthday in the summer my brother arranged to have um, this Darth Vader cup with a big helium Darth Vader balloon put in my room ready for his turning up so I walked in oh. like Cool. <laughs> Obviously, knows that knowing I love Star Wars. Also, because I used to when I before I moved out, I used to uh, come home intoxicated three, four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and would fall asleep at the top of the stairs. Uh, and he used to say, 
snoring through the bottom of, of his bedroom door that it sounded like Darth Vader was outside his door. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> but um, in terms of dressing up, I mean, I once went to uh, someone's engagement dude dressed as Darth Vader. Oh, great. It was a fancy dress party, though. I should I hope should so. Add. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, quality. But I'm not. Uh, I'm not extravagantly, extravagantly geeky like that. But I, I I'm, I'm not to be honest. But I love hearing about it. Like uh, my my one would be a, a friend of mine. He, he he's probably going to be listening. So you know who you are, mate. Um, he essentially, when we were kids, obviously nowadays you can get anything, but in the early eighties you couldn't. You couldn't just buy a lightsaber. He built his own lightsaber out of like a torch and lighters and bits and bobs he found in his house. And because because of the way the films were and the, the budgets and things a lot, and, and because of the fact they wanted things to look real, it looked like a real lightsaber because they did look like they'd just been made in, you know, from from old parts or something, didn't he? In, in, the, in the first Star Wars, and and it was really realistic. Obviously, only the handle and that, but it looked brilliant, and and I love that type of thing. You know that, you know it it it, it inspires people that much. It's, you know something from a film that they would spend the time to make something to look like it. You know, particularly kids. So no, I love that. I love that. Have you, have- have you ever looked at you know the tube the the tubular um, the light bulbs the strip lighting? You yeah. never ever looked at them and thought they look oh, you like mean lightsabers? <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. I know what you mean. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I've looked at them when I was a kid, obviously, and I've I thought you know if only if only that was one. You know what I mean? Because as I say, it's every kid's uh, dream to have one of them, isn't it? Um, I'm not going to, obviously we've touched on it before, but I'm just going to look at uh, the prequels now. Uh, obviously, I'm aware of the time, so we won't go into all of them, but what did you make of the prequels? Are, are you a fan of them or, you know, what were your overall thoughts of them, Andy? I wasn't keen on the first one. It was really disappointing. As a massive fan, you know, to hear them coming back, you're really excited. And I think it was, it's probably not as bad a movie is made out. It's probably, because it's more the anticipation and the expectation from the originals. That mm-hmm. first one fell so much, so far short that it was so disappointing. It really, I, I mean, I just, just even now I find it difficult to watch. But the second one, Attack of the Clones, I enjoyed that one. I, I, I thought that was good. And actually going back, watching it recently, I, I've actually enjoyed it more and kind of, you know, enjoyed it. More, I valued it more as a movie going back and watching it sort of a bit later, you know, bits and pieces through the movie, bits of the humour and things like that. It's, it's again, that's that's a better movie than it's probably given credit for. But Revenge of the Sith, I really did enjoy that. That was the the one of the three that when it when I first saw it, I really enjoyed it. And and even now, go back and watch. It's because it's again, dark. Watch them again. Yeah, it's, it's so dark. It, it just completes the story. And it's them last them last little scenes in there as well that kind of get, get you know that they get the the hairs on the back of your neck going up like oh right that's it now I've got to go and watch the original trilogy again trilogy again now that that really was the closest to the, the the original three in terms of the feel of it and the magic but the special effects in in, in two and three in terms of you know the the space battles. I mean, they're just absolutely brilliant. They are quite breathtaking. 
you know, when uh, certainly the opening sequence to to um, Revenge of the Sith, that that space battle that they have is absolutely breathtaking. It really is. It's a fantastic, fantastic piece of cinema. Yeah, no, to, to, totally agree there. What about yourself, Gags? Are you a fan of them? First one was a big pile of shit. When looking back, <laughs> Jar Jar Binks need to need to have been binned. Apparently, you know, he was going to be a Sith. And he was, yeah, he was going to be a Sith, and he got such a bad, such a bad review rating after the first. They had to change the story for that as well. He was apparently going to be the one who murdered, I don't know, Quigon and stuff like that at oh, the end. But it, 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 basically, when they showed it, they had to reshoot and stuff. Apparently, apparently this is the rumor that I've, mm-hmm. um, I was talking to a colleague about today. And he was telling me, I was like, "Are you serious?" He's like, "Yes." <laughs> Can you believe that thing was supposed to be a Sith? I'm like, well, no, it would have been a big joke. Exactly, yeah. exactly. The, the, the fact that even sounds possible tells you, you know, what happened with George Lucas in his later years. Like, you, the fact that that's yeah, he went after, went, went after. Is, he thought he was untouchable. Doesn't he? you know what happens? You make so much money out of the first three, and you become untouchable. Then you go and then you go and achieve so much more in Hollywood. And you go back to make these and, unfortunately, got it wrong. The best thing he did was sell up. I mean, all I want to say is that on the first three is that, like Andy said, the third one was probably the better one. What, what use they have is that they fill gaps. What use two and three have is that they're very good for people that have never watched it. So if they watch four, five, two, three, six, it, they have value. They do. They do have value. Yeah. I, I in think Ian McDermott is the, is the emperor as well. I Very think that good. kind of tells a good sto- story. Mm. Yeah, that that part of it is he? good. He you know, is that, excellent. Yeah, it, it all, that all fits really nicely. And it's I think as well, there's kind of, um, I don't know, the, the, there's, like, there's a childlike joy inside you as well of seeing Yoda in a lightsaber battle. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> no, the, 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 Even though it's mad. <laughs> the first three do have better action in terms of lightsaber battles. You have to admit, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, now, um, and, and that's that's what they do bring, but it's just storyline reinforcement. We know, we kind of understand what's hap- going to happen when we were watching it for the first time. We just want to see how Anakin gets there and what happens with, obviously, Obi-Wan, etc. So, yeah, and, and how Luke came about. So, so, that it was, yeah, they were okay. But, like I said, they, were, they didn't live up to, to the hype. Not at all. They made money. They made big, big money, you know. But they didn't live up to the hype. And... Uh, and I'm I'm happy to say the the seventh one does so. Um, oh, from from it. my point of view, and I spoke a lot tonight about uh, over these two pods about the movies, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. Oh. It. I'm, I'm gonna look forward to the next two because they will oh, come. Please. They will That's come. Great. So, um, yeah. I mean, there's probably another good segue for you. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, 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 if you could tell us a bit a bit more, then I suppose it. So so without spoiling it. Without, without spoiling, spoiling it. Of course, it's, I know that you had big expectations you've been really excited for a while about it so it sounds like it lived up to them is that right yeah the only problem was that at the end uh, i was dying for a piss so that <laughs> that was the only you know when you hate it when you watch a movie at the end you're like oh i need to end I'm dying. you know what i mean so that was the only problem for me but so so when i watch it for the second time i am not drinking anything but it was fanboy moments you know i was watching it and i watched it as a fan i do need to watch it a second time to really take in bits and bobs but the what i like about it is it's fresh very fresh oh, great it's it's probably the funniest one as oh. in 
they're very light-hearted and um and again Han Solo is brilliant at making it light-hearted as well so um in, in his elder years do you get what oh, I mean oh, so, totally. so he's he's brilliant again and uh Chewie is great you know but I'm not gonna go into characters but overall when you watch it um there's a few oh wow Okay, oh, and then when you leave, there's questions. Oh, brilliant. And you want to know what's going to happen, and you doubt a few people, and you're like, eh, what's that, or what's this? And basically, it's it's moving on from where it was. It's introducing people back, uh, the old people. It's merging the old and the new together. The new droid is cool. Do you get what I mean? Oh, so totally. There's no Jar Jar Binks-type character that you're going to oh, get fucked off about. Nothing. Well, that's good. They've That's done it, yeah, they've done it in a way where, um, personally, if I'd be really critical, I could have they could have been a bit more creative, a bit mm-hmm. more. But as a Star Wars fan, it serves purpose. As a what you have to remember, it's a builder. It's a builder. You're not going to get everything. It's the sure. first of the three again. You're back mm-hmm. to a new hope. You know, yeah. It's new characters. You've got to be patient with what's going to come. So. Um, yeah, it's for a, for the first of the three. It's brilliant. It, it lives up to the the original threes. I thought it was um, it was good enough. That's that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to give you any any story at all. Go and watch it. Um, the music credits come up at the start, and you are done immediately. Oh. You are in it. There's no time watching of a movie. There's no yawning. Um, there's there's plenty of laughing. In fact, even the funny bits, people wouldn't dare laugh because it, they were glued. <laughs> they were just eyes. I, I looked around for a couple of times. Everyone was just <laughs> glued into the screen and a few gasps at times. It was good. Enjoyed well, I, was, it. I was already excited, but after that review... Um, um, I, Non-spoiler really, review. I know. When we can talk exactly. about it. When we oh, can actually no. talk about it, dude, like in about six months, maybe, yeah. on this oh, no. pod. Mate, there's so much to talk about. Oh. Me and the guy I went with, we're coming out, was just like, but what about, if the, but what about, but do you think this, do you think this? And it's like, you know, that's, that's good about a movie. Of a oh, first, yeah. First of a three. You know, it's good. been good if you're doing that, don't you? Yeah. Oh, well, I think that's, uh, on that glowing recommendation, uh, I think that's a great place to end. I've really, uh, had a great time talking to you both about something we we all love. And, uh, you know, I feel a little bit of my inner child definitely came out, uh, but it, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, where where can people find more of your work, Andy? First of all, thanks for having me on because I... Thanks for coming I, on, mate. I, I think someone might, some people might have noticed I quite like Star Wars. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> so I just... Uh, thanks for having me on for this because it has been a blast and I, and after what Gag said about uh, The Force Awakens I'm really looking forward to taking my kids on Monday to go and see it so uh, it, uh, oh, you're brilliant. a big kid mate you're a big kid you're going to love it you definitely oh, yes. will love it yeah, because it uh, you're too to right it. I am the, 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 uh, like you talked a lot about visuals didn't you yeah it's a motive and everything isn't it It's mm. it has everything it's 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 just a special movie and it has a special place in you, I think, and it's stayed with me through all these years, so must be pretty special. Uh, anyway, yeah, if you want to catch me... <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, if you want to if you want to catch up me on uh, Twitter, I'm at Andy Armchair. Uh, you can uh, catch me 
usually uh, somewhere in and about uh, AI. Um, I have the uh, the Res Review podcast uh, monthly, uh, sorting out doing a couple of nice guests up for the end of this month. Should be uh, should be fun to talk about again as always. Uh, we always have a lot of fun doing that show. And I've got a piece that kind of ties in Star Wars and uh, Liverpool together coming out. Uh, in fact, actually, I think it will already be out by the time you're hearing this. So uh, please do check that out. And thanks again, because it's been a blast. Oh, thanks for coming on, mate. I look forward to hearing the next uh, excellent Reds review. They're always brilliant. So look forward to that and to reading your article and yourself, Gags. Oh, people don't need to know where to find me, Joe. Yeah, they know they, where you are. They know they? where I am. And all I'm going to say is uh, fantastic work again, Joe, as usual. And oh, on thanks, all mate. the movie night pods, which are always brilliant to listen to, uh, you've added something extra to the channel. Uh, we do really, really appreciate your work. Thank you so much for doing this, Joe, as oh. usual. Oh, thanks, thanks, mate. Thanks for the opportunity, and uh, thanks, no, thanks for having me. And I hope I lived up to your blooming pod this week. Oh, mate, of course you did. And I knew you, you would. had some doubts, though. You did. I did. That was you. That was you who had the doubts. That was you who had the doubts. <laughs> I, I know how much you love it. I know how much you I love hope that it. came I mean, across, though. I hope oh, that. definitely, definitely. Uh, both of you, the knowledge you both have and the passion and enthusiasm, just just brilliant to hear. Uh, thanks to you both for coming on. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening. If you would like to hear any more, sorry guys. There's one more plug, sorry Joe. There's one more plug and that's basically we're having a Star Wars kind of weekend week on the site and it's basically going to be Joe's writing a piece. Andy's already mentioned he's writing Sam Maguire. There's Joseph Cousins. There's other writers, Tim Johnston. There's um, Jim Boardman even involved. All these guys are writing pieces. And, Harinda. Uh, Harinda, Dylan. Yeah. There's loads of them. There's, there's eight yeah. pieces all together. And they're all going to be coming out over from Friday onwards over the weekend, maybe into next week. We'll space them out for the pods. And, uh, and, and it's just kind of like all Liverpool Football Club based, but using the Star Wars titles and uh, trying to find something to write about that relates to it. So yeah, please do support all of those um, articles and all those guys that have put together this, this, this piece of work because they're doing it because they, they love Liverpool, but they're also absolute massive Star Wars geeks. So... As you know already, Anfield Index is full of geeks. It's people that love stats, comics, movies, TV, you name it, we've got it. So support the geeks. It's going to be a hashtag, support the geeks, and uh, support Joe on this pod as well. Oh, thanks, mate. And uh, thanks to you both for coming on. Uh, thanks to everyone who's listening. Um, if you would like to give any feedback, any suggestions on future films, anything like that, please, uh, on Twitter, it's Joe Simpson at wolf underscore ticket LFC or AI Movie Night at AI Movie Night. Please download the free app. It's a brilliant bit of kit. It's got all the articles and all the podcasts and it's just a really good piece of kit and one final plug because it's a, a new show and it's excellent uh, you need to have a listen to the comic pod the the first the two part of the, the avengers is just brilliant and you know if, if you like this you'll you'll love that so uh, thanks to everyone once again the force is strong in my family father has it.
my sister has it. You have that power too. Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.